0: You're listening to Podketeers.
1: Welcome to episode 307 of Podcateers. This week, Mel and I talk about shows that we've been watching on Disney+, Plus, Disney's earnings call, and what plans are now in effect to reopen the parks. Remember that if you'd like to join the conversation and connect with us, you can search for Podcateers on Facebook. Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. You can also leave a comment on the blog post at podcateers.com slash 307. Now we're about to get this episode started, but before we do, I'd like to take a moment and thank the members of the FGP squad aka our podcast fairy godparents if you're not familiar with the fgp squad they're an awesome group of listeners that help us out with a monthly contribution via patreon and it's that support that help make these episodes of podcuteers possible for more info on how you can become part of the fgp squad family head over to podcuteers.com fgp and of course to all of the members of the fgp squad we'd like to send a huge thank you for their continued support So, uh, yeah, short intro this time, so let's do this. Here's episode 307 of Podcateers. Hey, by any chance, have you seen the new Pixar in real life, the Monsters Inc. one?
0: No, not yet.
1: So I don't know exactly how long it's been on but Mm -hmm. i saw it pop up in the service today Uh i mean it's basically the premise of the film you know they're trying to find a better energy source and Mm -hmm. they you know they laid it out in real life but the way that it was executed personally i think it's like the weakest of all of the pixar in real life like if i had to rate them it's probably at the bottom of the list like it there are much better ones.
0: Yeah, and I'm sure that it's, it's like that with everybody else. So, okay,
1: I'll, I'll still watch it. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I I mean, it's not it's not horrible, right? Mm-hmm. But if you put them all against each other, yeah. And and I had to rate them, it's going to be closer to the bottom. It's good. Mm-hmm. It's just not great for me personally. If you're a Monsters Incorporated fan, it probably ranks a lot higher for you than it does True. like other ones, <laughs> but personally, it's one of the weaker ones. All right. So, maybe one of these days we should come up with a list of how we would rate them cuz yeah. I don't I think they might all be out by now. Um I'll have to do some research to see if there's any missing or if there's going to be any more, but if they're out, maybe the three of us should come up with our list of what we think is like the best one to the worst one, and that'll be or, interesting
0: because we have different <laughs> ideas. I know, and, and
1: and that'll be the fun part, right? Yeah. And I don't really want to call it the worst one because they're not bad. <laughs> like I need to find a different way to say that. Like I don't want to sound all negative about it and stuff. Because,
0: Least like you know.
1: Yeah. <laughs> 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 I don't know. I'll figure it out. The point is, it's out. You should take a look at it. Also. <sighs> okay, look. Yeah, I kind of knew a little bit about prop culture.
0: Oh, <laughs>
1: and I, I I put it on my list. I put shop class on my list after Gavin recommended mm-hmm. it. Prop cl- uh, prop culture after you had told me that it was coming to the service, so I was ready. Since our last recording, I started watching both of them. Mm-hmm. We'll start with shop class. Oh man, <laughs> it is so fun. I. Totally dig this show. And more importantly, my kids dig this show. They are so into it that they're asking me, do you have a hammer? (gasps) Do you have a saw I can borrow? I'm like, oh, well, wait a second. You're (laughs) six. You shouldn't be using a saw. Right. (laughs) I love watching them watch these shows because even when we watched Lego Masters Mm -hmm. not too long ago, as soon as the show was over they wanted to start building and they kept making their own little challenges amongst themselves and they kept saying like well i'm going for the golden brick and i'm this and this and we'll have mom and dad judge and i thought this is so cool (laughs) (laughs) and so now watching a shop class i'm getting the same vibe from them and i can tell that it's sparking a little bit of Like innovation Mm -hmm. and a little bit of imagination in them. And I just love that. I mean, it's a competition show, right? Right. Like Gavin said, people love competition shows. People are going to love a competition show that has Imagineering built right into the premise. Mm -hmm. But if part of what they were aiming for when they made this show was to help spark some creativity, oof we're in Mm -hmm. like it's working right Right. my kids are all over this
0: that is awesome oh my gosh i love it especially when you said that they mentioned the tools i mean that's awesome i i love it i love it i i haven't had a chance to see it yet it is on my list it's something that's that's exciting because it'll Like you said, spark something and you'll want to do something. You'll be inspired to make something. So I'm so happy to hear that your boys are doing this. That's or that they have that curiosity.
1: And I've decided to not watch ahead Mm -hmm. because I want to be surprised along with them. We made it like an evening thing, like an evening family thing where we sit down and then we watch it. And then we talk a little bit about the show after. I love that part of it. But there's a part of me that wants to go ahead and see what's coming up. (laughs) But I almost feel like I'd be doing a disservice to both of the kids by doing (laughs) that. So I'm having to hold myself back and watch it on a day-to-day basis along with them. Uh, Unfortunately, today we're missing it because, you know, we're recording. But they understand, you know, they they said, okay, no problem. We'll watch it tomorrow. It's not a big deal, which is great. (laughs) But man, oh, it's so good. And you know what the thing about it is that the things that they're tasked to do Mm -hmm. are not these horribly difficult things. Like, I'll give you an example. The very first episode that you watch, the the premise is that there's three teams competing to build whatever they're tasked to do Mm -hmm. in a three-day span. It's one shop teacher from somewhere in America and two students – that excel in many different things. And it's not just students that excel in shop, but students that excel in robotics. Nice. And uh, like all sorts of things. Like these kids are super smart. These are like the Imagineers of the future if they choose to pursue that career. Oh, man. (laughs) And uh, like what I really enjoy about it is, let's say my kids really do want to build something like this, Mm -hmm. right? I like the very first episode, they build a tiny library, you know, for those that don't know what a tiny library is, these are uh, little structures that people have begun to put together around in their neighborhoods that essentially is a box that may look like a tiny house, has some doors, people pop some books in there, and they normally have a sign that says take a book leave a book That's awesome. and that way you're kind of sharing books with the rest of your neighborhood it sparks some curiosity it allows you to read something different all the time and at times if you see people around the area i mean right now it's a little different obviously because of social distancing but uh in general it does tend to bring people together to talk a little bit about the books they read and so on and so forth i've seen these things on instagram like i follow people people follow us quick shout out to rick and and his family uh, they recently put one of these together nice. you know for for their neighborhood and I just thought it was a super cool idea and whether it was because they saw this show or not I don't know but like I was saying the thing I like about it is that it's not these like crazy things I mean they do get more elaborate as the show goes on right, right. but some of these things are super easy to build you don't need a lot of experience to put these things together. It does require a little, like you gotta know how to use a hammer.
0: And that's good. You gotta
1: know how to use a saw. You know, and is it going to look fantastic your first time around? I mean, if you have some experience, maybe. But in general, they are things that most people can put together. Yeah. You know, And that's what I really enjoy about this. So I'm looking forward to watching the rest of the episodes. Definitely looking forward to them renewing this show and making more of them mm-hmm. once the, the social distancing aspect of this gets released. Because obviously a lot of these shows that we're watching that are being released now were all recorded prior to the lockdown that's in effect in California, right. or across the nation, around the world. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I'm I'm definitely looking forward to more of this because it's just... So well done. I love the energy that the majority of the kids bring to the show. Uh, And I love that they bring a guest in that specializes in whatever the project they're working on specializes in to kind of give them that extra push. That's cool. And to critique the things that they're doing. So, yeah, once you start watching it, we got to talk about it more because there are some really great episodes. So
0: not only are you able to build but you're getting advice and wisdom from someone inside that is amazing yeah Uh (laughs) i mean some
1: of the imagineers that they have come on i think offer more advice and Mm -hmm. it might be because it's a like on a per project basis but i feel like some of them are able to offer more advice than others Mm -hmm. because of the type of thing that they're building uh i they it might be set up that way like on purpose so that they don't give away too much on how to do something mm-hmm. but uh, like you said it's it's really cool to see somebody that it they they bring in an imagineer and they're like oh well i helped out with rise of the resistance and the xyz <laughs> attraction and now i'm here judging these things that these children put together and it's awesome and And it's not like a fake awesome. Like, they are legit happy to be there, okay? That's even better. That's (laughs) the best part. That's the best part. So they did a really great job of choosing particular people to go and help out these kids. So super fun watch. Uh, If you have not seen Shop Class, I recommend it. It's such a fun show. And if you have kids... Watch it with them. It might spark some creativity in them. So I'm so on board with this show, and I need to see more.
0: I need to see it now. <laughs> yeah.
1: Once we're done, go watch it. Oh, yeah. I'll
0: edit. You watch. I will. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, now. Yeah. Prop culture. Oh. <laughs> Ooh. Okay. I, I, I need to take a step back on this one because – uh, over the last several years, we've had the opportunity to meet Disney collectors. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've, you know, I've met somebody that owns like one of the old monorails that Bob Ger built. You know, they had it on display at Carolwood. I've, we last year or year or I think it's two uh, year years and a half ago. See. Now it's two years, right? I think It's two. We met. Yeah. We met Richard Kraft mm-hmm. who had that insanely huge collection that went up for auction, uh, there's a vlog that we did of the day that we went to that. If you haven't checked it out, I'll put it in the blog post for the episode, podcateers.com slash 307 if you want to take a look. It was a super fun day. We saw old Disneyland oh, maps. Yeah. We saw parts of old Disneyland attractions, uh, original concept art. It was a surreal day for us. <laughs> and uh, I, I remember – it it was it was so weird because gavin almost gravitated to all the john hench yes. like artwork <laughs> it was like a magnet like yeah. if you've ever seen a cartoon where somebody like a cartoon character sniffs out a pie mm-hmm. and they're like floating in the air <laughs> that was gavin towards the john hench artwork it was so fun to watch yeah so yeah check out the vlog it's gonna be in the blog post um But yeah, I mean, we've had the opportunity to meet a lot of these collectors, but this show just takes it to a whole other level yeah. because the appreciation, not just shown by the collectors, like collecting is something that people do when something means a lot to them and they have the means to purchase something. And what something is, you know, quote unquote worth really differs from person to person right right? because something let's say that somebody finds a huge neon disneyland d Uh, maybe that's a bad example because people will know exactly what that is (laughs) but let's say they find like a piece of art by somebody that used to work at disney animation and to them it's like "Eh, it's just another drawing right right they might sell it for 5 10 15 20 bucks But to a hardcore Disney fan, that thing might be worth $400, $1,000, $10,000. Who knows? Yeah. The rarer the piece, obviously, the harder it is to get, and it's going to be worth more to a collector. Now, what I really like about this show is that it doesn't just highlight the collections. It highlights the people behind those props, who made them, how they made them, and in some cases, the emotional connection that they have to these pieces mm-hmm. and watching some of them. When you told me, get the tissues ready, <laughs> I had no idea what you were talking about. Nope. <laughs> and then I started watching it, And from the first episode, they hit you with it yep. right in the feels. <laughs> and I'm thinking, I'm okay. Uh, I, I'm going to get through this. I'm okay.
0: I, I didn't expect to be so emotional about the first film that they showed I, yeah I, I was like oh my god this is this is nuts but honestly how i took this show is of course you have the stories you have everything that's touching but it kind of gave me that magical fix that i've been missing and it's just like a like you just get this hug it's weird it's weird to describe but it's something it's it's a feel good type of thing that we need right now like that kind of mm-hmm. good magical feeling but yeah i mean there's there's stories that aren't in books and that's yeah. what that's what this show has so it's like not only are you seeing the props you're seeing the story and then you learn something else that's connected to that Oh my gosh. Just fantastic. And also I I stopped at after the second episode cuz I'm savoring this series. <laughs> like I'm trying oh, not so to good. binge through. <laughs> but yeah, it's so good. So so good. Have you seen the second episode
1: yet? I finished the series. Oh jeez. <laughs> <laughs> I finished the series. I totally understand what you're saying about savoring each episode. Mm-hmm. But I feel that every one of them was so good that I couldn't wait to watch more. And what's really fantastic about it is that it's so well produced. Mm-hmm. One of the things that this show does is the the host. Um, I forgot his name. It's Dan. Um, Dan Lanigan, I believe, is, is his name. And he's a collector, so he has his own uh, pieces. You know, he talks about his personal collection when he goes to see different people. But he has this amazing, unprecedented access Mm -hmm. to the Disney archives, the Disney studio, to different people in the Disney company. Yeah. And they, he's just like, can I borrow this so that I can take it to the first person that wore it or made it? And they're like, yeah, sure. No problem. Bring it back when you're done with it. I'm like, Whoa? <laughs> 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 what?
0: What? So, <laughs> there was a point where he had his gloves. He was taking care of everything. And then he was doing something else. I'm like, no, don't do that. Don't, don't stay to this one. Don't oh, touch the other there's- one. <laughs>
1: There's many moments like that, okay? Yeah. And, and and I get why you stopped at episode two, because it's the Tron episode. Oh gosh, right? yeah. <laughs> I, I get it. But the next episode is nightmare. I
0: know. I'm saved. And if
1: you think Tron got you, Nightmare is gonna floor you. Uh. Okay. <laughs> There's so many special moments in that episode. S- special cameo by Jack. Oh, and I'm of just of course. Like, it's so good the whole thing is so good I the way that they uh, I can't say enough good things about it right I think you described it really well when you said it's kind of that like magical hug that we need right now and knowing that these stories that we've connected with all of our lives or in our childhood or whatever the case may be You know, we tend to see award ceremonies for the actors, the digital effects artists now, for directors. Mm -hmm. Um, Sometimes we see the wardrobe stuff, and sometimes we don't see them as part of the actual ceremonies, but there are awards given out to wardrobe and to makeup and to all these different categories that we tend to not see or make them this, this huge deal. I think over the last decade it's become more prominent to see that because in general that has been seen more as an art form versus just another job on a set right mm-hmm. but that wasn't the case before like before it was just kind of like there was all this there was this huge team that worked on this but the person in charge is the person that gets their name on the production you know what i mean yeah. so Yes, there was acknowledgement, but not the type of acknowledgement that we see now. And social media obviously has brought those walls in closer to us, which allow us to connect with the people that build these things, that design these things. We see previews of them and little glimpses as they're working on them. And when you connect with a character as like, I'll just talk a little bit about the very first one. Mm-hmm. Uh, The first one was Mary Poppins. You know, Mary Poppins is a film that just connects with so many people on different levels, whether it's, you know, you felt like that when you were a kid or because you connect with the Mary Poppins character. Sometimes we read things and we learn things about Walt and the company that make us feel things other than what the film represents. Like when I first found out and read that when Richard Sherman and his brother uh bob would come into into Walt's office and Walt would just say you know play it mm-hmm. and they immediately knew they that he meant feed the birds they would play it and sing it and that Walt would just stare out the window and just Think and just like absorb it, and it was kind of his moment of zen, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah, I that gave me a connection to that song where it made me appreciate it on a totally different level that I never appreciated it before. Like that story, we've heard because Richard Sherman has told that story, but there's so many other people behind the scenes that have stories like that that we don't necessarily hear, and like you said. They're, they're not published. They're not anywhere where you've heard them before. Maybe if you've gone to, you know, like a D23 Expo yeah. or any other type of convention-style event where you heard somebody talk about it, you know. We heard, like, Tanya Norris talk about different things that she experienced when she was working on the Haunted Mansion. Mm-hmm. And for most people, like, you know Roly, you know x yeah you know you know all these names like yale gracie like the the people that tend to be in all of the stories that you hear right and unless you're a hardcore disney nerd you wouldn't know who tanya was Yeah. Right. But if you go to an event like the the Haunted Mansion thing that we were so graciously invited to last year or you got to see the Facebook live stream Mm -hmm. that they recently did, then you get a better understanding. You get to hear these stories of when they first worked on it. And that's kind of what this show brings to the table. Yeah, it brings these additional stories. It brings, oh, man, that Tron episode, like the visit that he has. Ah, you gotta watch it. If it's... you haven't seen it, go watch it. <laughs> Prop culture, it's so good. Prop culture and the imagineering story work so well hand yes. in hand. Along <laughs> with our idea of the Disneyland story and the Walt Disney story that we're gonna be producing, maybe this year or next year. <laughs> uh I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> but it's it's such a great show. I can't stop saying enough good things about it. So I know we talked about it, but now that I've had a chance to see it, Shop Class and Prop Culture, make them a part of your viewing yeah. experience this week on Disney+. Plus. You will not regret it if you've not had a chance to see them. Okay, uh, a couple of other things that I want to recommend. Uh, if you have not had a chance to go to DisneyMagicMoments.com, there are tons of really cool things to do uh the disney magic moments hashtag is what disney's currently using to show you different experiences to do different virtual tours uh to show you recipes uh they've they've got all these little video series that they've done Uh, when you go to the website at home with olaf is there draw with pixar the story time series that they've been doing where they've had different uh, actors and actresses read different bedtime stories how to Draw Disney Animation, Marvel at Home. Uh, it's just a lot of really cool activities. Uh, on there, there was this really great article that I recommend that you take a look at. Uh, it was a National Geographic article written by Allison Ellis called How Star Wars Can Bring Science to Earthbound Children. And it was wow. just a super fun science read. And it talks about incorporating, obviously, Star Wars, their characters, into how you can kind of teach science to your kids and everything. And it just gave me several different ideas of what we can do here. And with Rise of Skywalker now available on the service, it kind of goes hand in hand. If you don't have Disney+, Plus, I believe that they offer a seven-day trial Uh, We don't get a kickback or anything from Disney for advertising it. But if you're a Disney fan and don't have the service, take advantage of the seven-day free trial. Check it out. You can watch all the Star Wars movies or shop class, prop culture, whatever, you know, we talk about. But uh, it it gives you something to do. And it's obviously a lot of really fun stuff, including a lot of stuff that's been in the Disney vault for a really long time. So, so much good stuff to watch. I I can't believe it. (laughs) This week especially, I've had the opportunity to watch a little bit more because, uh, you know, I talked about how my computer had an incident, Mm -hmm. Uh, so I spent a lot of time kind of recovering things and reinstalling stuff and everything, so there's been times where I just kind of sit here, and I just set up, you know, my tablet, and I just watch Disney Plus, and it's been great. <laughs> I like. I was so sad when my computer went down, yeah. but it's been so good for I, my viewing pleasure. This is awesome. <laughs> I can't. I can't even tell you. I don't know. I felt like the last several weeks because of all, so many of the things that were happening, and you know, family members being in health situations and stuff. I thought, man, my mental sanity is just taking a hit. Like I was. I was concerned for myself oh. <laughs> and like this week, I think I feel has been the first week that I've had a break almost and I kind of recharged a little mm-hmm. bit. I, you could hear it. It's not all there, right? I, right? I still have, I think some stuff to take care of, but overall,
0: <sighs> it's a good plus. So much better. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. Plusing my mental sanity. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> uh Okay. So uh, I I wanted to talk uh, about a couple of other things, primarily some stuff connected to the parks, because Mm -hmm. we're all itching to get back to the parks, you know, in many ways. But I've also talked about how I personally don't know if I'm going to be ready to go back to the parks as soon as they open, considering that there's still... Uh, no way to prevent getting it. There's no, uh, you know, immunization or anything that you can take. With that said, uh, we, we do know that the pandemic has hit the economy really hard. In general, like everybody just wants to get back to normal, Whether not just like Disney Parks-wise, but they just want to move on with their life. Right. right? Like after being indoors for seven weeks – you know, that first week or two, you're like, oh, my God, I'm with my family. It's so great. And then, like, week three hits and you're like, when do I go back? <laughs> yeah. Right? And maybe not to that. <laughs> not not, not to that extent. <laughs> but I'm just saying, there's some of you listening. You know who I'm talking about. So the point is <laughs> that here in California, uh Governor Gavin Newsom announced that there was going to be this four step process to kind of reopening the economy, reopening the state. There's uh, a coalition of several states that have all decided that they're going to guide the decisions with science. and, And that's fantastic. Social distancing has been working everybody that's been doing it i applaud you well done we're doing a great job we're gonna get through this and we're almost to the finish line here here. Uh, and to the finish line i don't mean like it's all fixed and ready i mean like we're getting ready to reopen the economy that's a scary step yeah and and i will admit that is a super scary step last month There was a formation of an 80-person task force to kind of build these recovery strategies uh, that were going to help California kind of reopen or all the surrounding states that are part of this, Mm -hmm. this coalition. And on that task force is Bob Iger. Now, Bob Iger, as you know, stepped down as CEO. He's executive chairman of the Disney company. And Bob Chapek was named the CEO of the company shortly before this pandemic shut down the state of California, shut down the parks, did all that stuff. Now, since then, Bob Iger has gone on to state that Disney has two priorities when it comes to reopening. One, getting cast members back to work. And two, making sure that guests have a positive experience when going back to the parks. And they want to make sure that there's a balance between those two things. And that's really important, right? Because making people feel safe and knowing that Disney's taking precautionary measures for us as guests to make sure that we're as safe as possible is going to play a huge role in how many people go back and how soon people go back. Uh, obviously, there's other things that are going to play a huge part uh, in that as well. Uh, and there's some stuff that's that's going on with like movie theaters and all that stuff that um, we'll probably talk about in next week's episode. But for the intents and purposes of the parks, uh, Bob Iger had stated in a conference, he said that Uh, In in order to achieve the balance that they're looking for, uh, actually here, I have the quote right here. Uh, He said, In order to achieve this balance, we think a collection of protective measures are likely necessary. We stand ready to implement them when available and to do everything we can at the Walt Disney Company to restart our business under safe and reliable conditions. Now, there was news that Disney was going to possibly start screening people, taking temperatures and stuff as people were walking into the parks. I I think there were some people taken aback by that. They weren't ready to hear something like that because they may feel that it's an invasion of privacy or they may not feel comfortable with that happening. And I, I completely understand that. But reopening the economy and reopening the parks and making sure that we don't start another wave of people getting sick and possibly dying from this, things like that are going to be important for a while right. because we don't know much about this other than the things we found out over the last six to seven weeks. And as this gets studied over time, we're going to begin to know that there's – other damage that's caused to people there's other things that can happen like we don't know if this thing causes other things to trigger in people's bodies right you know and that's the scary part that you may have tested positive you may have recovered but then later on you may develop something else because of it you know and maybe that's contagious and that's what that's where kind of the x factor is here that's where i think some people are being extra cautious in Florida, Governor Ron DeSantis announced, like Florida is taking a much different approach to this, and they're reopening things left and right. And the governor announced that Universal Orlando CEO John Sproul's and Walt Disney World President Josh DeMorrow have both joined his reopen task force. So, because Florida is taking a, a much lighter approach. To opening, uh, it, I think it's more concerning for a lot of the cast members in Florida. Yeah. But one thing has changed since then, and I'll talk about that in a moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, this week, the Disney Company released their quarter two earnings for this year, and last year, during the same quarter, which is about January to March, Disney earned one point five billion dollars from theme parks around the world. OK, one point five billion dollars this year, because of everything that's going on so far, they've only earned six hundred and fifty million. Oh, wow. With the parks being closed overall, they experienced a 58 percent loss. OK, compared to last year. And so it's understandable how Disney and other companies are making all of these cutbacks and they're doing certain things, taking extra Precautions. measures yeah. to ensure yeah precautions to make sure that uh, you know they, they can maintain a company mm-hmm. basically um, so one important thing that was mentioned during that call and was an, and was announced this week is that on May 11th the Shanghai Disneyland Resort will be reopening its stores with a controlled capacity and new safety guidelines. Mm-hmm. Shanghai Disneyland is going to play a huge role in determining how the rest of the theme parks will open. Yeah. This um, actually I have a list of some of the safety measures that they're going to be putting in place. So let me just go through these. Sure. Limited and pulsed attendance with an advanced reservation and entry system. Guests are required to purchase admission tickets valid on a select day only and annual pass holders must make a reservation prior to arrival. So this is similar to what we've seen with Flex Pass. Yeah. But as far as Shanghai is concerned, once they reopen, it's for everyone. They're going to monitor how many people are in the parks to try to help with that distancing as they kind of get a pulse to see how things are working out for them. Controlled guest density. Capacity will be recommended and managed in queues, restaurants, ride vehicles, and other facilities. Queues will be structured and ride vehicles will be loaded to promote social distancing. Implementing required government health and prevention procedures. This includes temperature screening and the use of government-issued Shanghai Health QR code, a contact tracing and early detection system used in China. Additionally, guests must wear a mask during their visit except when dining. Increased sanitation and disinfection measures hand sanitizers will be available at queue entries and attraction exits high touch locations such as ride vehicles handlebars queue railings and turnstiles will have increased sanitation training for cast members cast members will receive training on procedures with an emphasis on contactless guest interaction cleaning and social distancing, and will receive additional protective equipment, including masks. So Disney's taking this really seriously and they're taking it seriously, obviously for a lot of different reasons, but their main reason is because they wanna reopen the parks and that's fantastic. Right. I do applaud them for taking a lot of different measures, but uh, I started thinking about this process about a week or so ago. And with the announcement of Shanghai Disney opening, I don't know if you remember uh, that we had talked about this. I don't think it ever made it onto the podcast. But I-, I remember us having a conversation about a possible app that was being developed in conjunction by Apple and Google mm-hmm. that was supposed to help trace if you've been or come in contact with anybody that already had what I'm calling the villain instead of its name Um So that you kind of know, like, were you exposed? with somebody in your neighborhood, your family, whatever? And having something like that, yes, it does feel like a violation of privacy in many ways. And I can see the argument for that. Yeah. But something like that in the interim would be crucial in helping control the spread of this thing. And having something that, I don't know, maybe links to your Disney Parks app and kind of pre-screens you and says... I've already had it or I have tested positive for the antibodies. I don't have it and I'm not contagious. That, I think, is going to be key to really getting a lot more people in the park. Because if you've already had it and you've developed the antibodies, you can't pass it on to anybody else. Right. Mm -hmm. And those are the people that are going to be most protected, you know, when you go to the parks. Uh, So in the meantime, while some kind of vaccination or something is created, those are the people that really are going to help the workforce and the economy continue as we take the next steps to kind of reopening everything completely. Mm -hmm. Now, the important thing about the antibodies, as far as I've read, if anybody has read different or you can point me in the right direction. As far as I know, they're still developing it. there isn't anything that's a hundred percent you know certain to show you that you have it, but as far as I know, you can you could have already had this, not had any symptoms, yeah. and your body could have already developed antibodies, yeah, in a way that's super scary, but also it gives like me personally it gives me so much hope, you know mm-hmm. because it puts us in a situation that Like our our bodies will find a way to to get us through this. Yeah. You know, with the help of science, we can get through this. And so that's going to be a really important step that if you can test and make sure that you have the antibodies, you're basically in a position where you can freely go to the park and not have to worry about this. And until those tests are readily available, I think there's still going to be people that are on the same boat as I am, where I don't want to go and expose myself or expose my wife or children to something that we're just uncertain about. But if you've already, you know, had it or you already developed the antibodies and somehow that shows up in your Disney Parks app, you don't need the screening, right? right? There's just like you just you there's a line for the people that are almost pre-screened which has that flag in the app. And there's people that don't have it that need to be screened as they're walking in. And so I I think protective measures like that is really what's going to help us move forward with all of this. Uh, But I'm optimistic Mm -hmm. of what Shanghai is doing. Uh, Shanghai is super, super important. And whether or not those tests will be uh, viable things that can be done in other parks, because if Shanghai goes well, uh, then Disney World will reopen. Oh, yeah. Disney World reopening will also create a trickle-down effect that can be passed on to all of the other parks. So in the meantime, uh, you know, let's, let's continue hanging on. Let's continue supporting each other. Let's continue doing whatever we can in order to get through this. Um, you know, there's light at the end of the tunnel where, you know, there's there's a plan for us now. And little by little, those things will be implemented. I, I know it's hard. I know it's horrible. I know that many people are going crazy right now. Yeah. But hang in there, you know, call somebody, you know, play a game, little things that we do here and there, help us keep our sanity. And I think when we get through this, we'll be able to look back and realize that as a people we're much stronger than we ever thought. Oh yeah. You know, yes, we have differences. Yes, we have this and that, but when the country as a whole has needed to come together, uh we've seen it happen. Mm-hmm. You know, and and with some exceptions, I think is one of those times where we're seeing the majority, you know, come through. And they're coming through in a way that is going to support the health of many other people and the people that are trying to take care of those people, you know? So yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to the day that we can go back to the parks. I'm looking forward to one day seeing Avengers campus, one day writing rise of the resistance.
0: It'll happen. It'll happen. I know.
1: I know it'll be here sooner than we anticipate it.
0: Yeah. And I'm on the same boat as you. I'm probably not going to return for a while um safety reasons that's it pretty much yeah um yeah so yeah it'll be interesting i'm rooting for positive results um and actually just just to all the, the the cast members in shanghai you know stay safe we're thinking of you guys from one cast member to another you know my heart's with you guys hang in there
1: absolutely all right. Well, if you guys want to chime in on this conversation, you know, make sure to leave a comment in the blog post for the episode, podcuteers.com slash 307. You can also join the conversation on any of our social networks, Facebook, Instagram, or on Twitter. Just search for Podcasters. We'd love to hear how you feel about this. Um, and of course, not everybody is going to agree with what I'm saying. Not everybody is going to agree with how I feel about this. But it's not really about that. I think we can have a civil conversation about how things can reopen, how things can go on and move on. And, uh, you know, if, if there's anything that I'm missing or if there's anything that I got wrong, please let me know. If there's new resources available that, you know, say anything different. Uh, I always try to stay on top of the things that are happening in order just – Like for my mental sanity, Mm -hmm. obviously, and to find ways that I can keep myself and my family as safe as possible. Right. Uh, I try to relay that, but things are changing so Constantly. rapidly on a daily basis that we don't know what's what sometimes. Like, half the time, I don't even know what day it is. Same. And if it wasn't for certain alarms <laughs> that I have on my phone, like, I wouldn't know, like, oh, I, we're, we got to record a podcast episode today. You know, <laughs> not having to get up and put pants on most of the time is really <laughs> messing with my head. Yeah. Right? True. So, yeah, maybe that was TMI. I don't know, but I'm just saying. You know what? Uh, if, it hang gives, in there. if
0: it gives someone a laugh, hey, yeah, <laughs> go for it. I, I,
1: yeah, I mean, hang in there. You know, before you know it, it's all gonna be, you know, over. We're gonna be able to get out, give each other a hug, and you know, it, it'll be good. It'll it'll be nice to see people again in real life. Yeah, you know, I love seeing a lot of you guys through through videos and through you know, pictures and stuff, but real life it's where it's at, man. Real right. life. <laughs> IRL man. IRL. Uh okay. Well, one last thing that I wanted to mention. You know, we talked a little bit about the Disney Magic Moments website, and of course we found out this week that with the success of the Disney family sing along, there's gonna be a part two.
0: Nice.
1: Yeah. And I have to say that I feel like the part two is going to be better than the first one.
0: Oh, I'm sure.
1: (laughs) So not just for production reasons, right? But uh, the first one, I think, was a test to see how well they could execute something like this. And overall... Uh, I kind of understood what Gavin was talking about, about like the production value and how some people struggle more than others. Like you could tell who had what in their homes and everything. But beyond that, I think everybody did a super fantastic job of trying to keep the energy up and really bringing it to the show the best way possible that they could. And the lineup was really fun. I think they had a really great lineup. But this second one is going to be happening on Mother's Day, again, hosted Aww. by Ryan Seacrest. It's happening on Sunday, March 10th, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So adjust your clocks accordingly for that. Uh, but let me read to you the list of, of songs and performers. And keep in mind that when this press release went out by Disney, uh-huh. there's like it actually has a paragraph that says additional celebrities and performance details will be announced soon okay so nice. this list isn't like final apparently there's going to be more but look at the star power that's happening on this one okay okay we're going to get a whole new world by Edina menzel and ben <gasps> platt Ooh. we're going to get almost there by chloe and Haley and anika nani rose Hakuna Matata Ooh. by Seth Brogan and Billy Eichner, featuring Donald Glover and Walter Russell III. Childish Gambino is gonna be on. Nice. <laughs> Part of Your World by Halsey. All right. Poor Unfortunate Souls by Rebel Wilson. And Rebel <laughs> Wilson, Rebel Wilson played Ursula in yeah. The Little Mermaid Live when they were at the Hollywood Bowl, and she absolutely killed it as Ursula. Mm-hmm. It was such a great performance. I'm looking forward to seeing that one. We're gonna get "Remember Me" by Miguel, oh. Oh,
0: "Step cheers. in Time" and "Super
1: <laughs> Califragilistic Bielidosis by Derek Hough, Julianne Hough, and Haley nice. Herbert. "Try Again" by Shakira. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I'm obligated to say it like that. Shakira. <laughs> "When I'm Older" by Josh Gad. "You'll Be in My Heart." Uh-huh. Disney on Broadway stars Merle Dandridge, Heather Headley. Adam Jacobs, Cassie Levy, Kara Lindsay, Kevin Massey, and Josh Strickland. Okay. Whoa. A Broadway cast. Whoa. And Zero to Hero by Kiki Palmer. Ooh.
0: Okay. I I already got
1: chills. (laughs) I know. So this list is already a powerhouse on its own. And they're supposed to be announcing more.
0: That's so cool. Oh, man. That's so cool. I'm telling you,
1: I feel like this one is going to be overall better than the first one, my opinion, but it's probably because I think I like the lineup of music more in this one Mm -hmm. than in the first one. If you haven't had the opportunity to see the first one, it is available in the ABC app and it's available on Disney Plus now. So if you have it and haven't watched it, uh, have a watch, I think it was super fun. I'm looking forward to seeing this one. If you don't have the opportunity to watch it live on Sunday, within days, it'll also be in the Disney Plus app available for you to watch. So you won't miss out on it. But yeah, uh, just like before, I think they're going to be the special is going to be used to raise awareness for Feeding America's Network. And they're going to be raising money to help families and vulnerable members of the community that need help due to the pandemic. So, I mean, overall, great show for a great cause. Mm-hmm. I'm just looking forward to it. Uh, it There's so many things on there that I feel are just going to put a smile on my face. And I know that anybody that watches it is going to feel the same. Oh, so, yeah. <laughs> Mother's Day. That's how, that's how you should spend it, watching this. Well, no, not <laughs> the whole day. Just for this time. Unless you can't, then watch it in the app after. You know what I'm talking about.
0: There you go. Or get bunny ears. <laughs>
1: Remember I complained about the bunny ears? I try to use a paper clip. Don't use a paper clip. It's not going to (laughs) work. Maybe some aluminum foil. I don't know what you have. (laughs) But in general, if you have bunny ears, you should be able to watch it for free. Just look for your local ABC affiliate uh, wherever you are in America. Or if you're in the world, maybe wait for the Disney Plus app to have it. I don't know. I'm getting a little too excited about it. (laughs) All right, um, uh, yeah, I think that's gonna wrap it up for this episode. There's just a, a lot of good stuff. I think there was a lot to digest, especially with Shanghai Disneyland reopening its doors uh, this yeah. we- this upcoming week. So uh, we're gonna keep an eye on that. We're gonna we're gonna keep an eye on the changes that happen at Walt Disney World. Uh, obviously, with a lot of the things changing in Florida the way that they are, we're going to keep an eye on things happening here in California. And, uh, yeah, you know, like I said, if you, if you have something you'd like to share, please join the conversation on any of our social networks. Uh, and before we end the episode, obviously, I do want to thank all of the members of the FGP squad for all of their support. Uh, I, I constantly have conversations with members of the FGP squad, and I have to say that I appreciate each of you. Uh, Not just for the support that you give the podcast, but also because many times uh, you send me messages where you tell me that we bring a smile to your face. But honestly, you have no idea how much your comments bring a smile to my face and to the team's face. And uh, I I just want to say I appreciate all of you. Uh, thank you for all of your support. If you're new to the podcast, you don't know what the FGP squad is. They're a group of, of listeners that support us with a contribution via Patreon. And if you want more information on how you can become a part of the FGP squad, you can uh, go over to podcateers.com slash FGP for more information. And uh, yeah, just, just thank you to all of you because you guys are, are just awesome. So uh, anything to add, Mel, before we wrap up for today?
0: Oh, one little tidbit.
1: Yeah. So,
0: what happens on the 9th? On May the 9th?
1: Uh, I, I don't know. I don't have a clever Star Wars pun.
0: No. Oh, no, no, no. Hatbox Ghost Day. Oh, Hatbox Ghost Day. <laughs> I was like, no.
1: I was like, well, let's see. There was May the 4th be with you. There's yeah. of the 5th. Like, I don't know. What's happening on the 9th? See, I don't know what's what anymore. <laughs>
0: I just look down at the calendar. I'm like, oh,
1: well, coming look, up? <laughs> look. In true podcaster's tradition, we're gonna be posting. We're gonna be celebrating Hatbox Ghost Day on that day because, quite frankly, we love the Hatbox Ghost. That's just yeah. how we roll. And the day that it came back during the 60th anniversary was one of the coolest days ever in our lives. I remember that day. I rode the attraction many times with Gavin. Uh, I rode, you know, several times with, with different members of the FGP squad. And it was great. It that was, was just magical. was such a fun day. <laughs> you know, for months prior to that, we saw the boarded up wall and, you know, the, the little bat stanchions that the were painted tees. on there. And, oh, <laughs> so good. So good. Yeah. I remember. I think I, yeah. You know what? I'm going to find some pictures of that. And I'll post it. There you it. go. I'll post that, yeah. <laughs> I miss Hattie. Me too. I miss Hattie. (laughs) All right. Well, uh, I think that's going to wrap it up for this episode. So until next time, keep dreaming, keep moving forward, and always remember to pass on the magic. Have a fantastic week, everyone.
0: Bye.